Welcome to the ICANN Podcast. The ICANN Podcast is the podcast for the Indiana Catholic Conference. The Catholic Conference serves as the public policy voice for the Church on behalf of the five Catholic dioceses in Indiana. Welcome to the ICANN Podcast. Again, this is Alexander. I'm joined by Angela, and we're happy to be with you for another exciting week of legislative activity. We're going to jump right in with veto override vote that happened in the Senate. Yes, that was disappointing, although many saw it coming. This was SEA 148, which means it was uh, enacted and it had taken effect, and then the governor vetoed it last March. It was the only bill that he vetoed. Um, This bill was a bill about landlord-tenant relationship. The part that we didn't like was about landlord-tenant. It was unbalanced. And so this week, um, it was brought back to the floor of the Senate uh, for a vote. And the coldest week uh, in Indiana uh, this year... So this could take effect immediately and people under emergency measures could be evicted and we still have a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So this is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. So, um, but just to be clear, it is going to the House after this. So it hasn't immediately been overturned, but we have every indication that it will be overturned in the House as well. Exactly. Right? Um, and then they also have this trailer bill, which follows this bill and would basically um, take out some of the language that is concerning, but doesn't nearly do enough to please um, many of the, the housing advocates and others who are watching this bill. Also, what's egregious about this bill is that local municipalities, their uh, city councils or the local government, they've enacted laws or ordinances that determine how landlords and tenants might interact. And what happens, say, like in Gas City, might be very different from the needs of landlords and tenants, say, like in Bloomington, Indiana, where you have a major university. Uh, so that's the uh, Vita override uh, SEA, one, SEA 148. Um, so we're also going to cover TANF. So what? where is the TANF bill in the process now, Angela? We're following up with TANF from the House side, and it's 1009. And interestingly enough, 1009 was the first bill that I ever testified on last year. And last year, it, would, it made um, benefits that a teenager whose family was receiving assistance, if they were in a work program or an apprenticeship program, the family would not lose benefits because this young person was learning a a trade or a craft. And so now this year, it's continuing with um, up to age 19 with job training and workforce development, but also the important things from 233 on on the Senate side with expanding eligibility and increasing and matching the eligibility requirements to Social Security requirements so that it can be raised since it hasn't been increased since 1988. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it seems like there are some really positive developments in on both the Senate side and the House side. So uh, I think that's a, a, a piece of good news that we're getting out of the session this time. Except we've been at this spot before. 
mm-hmm. and then they've died. So we still need people to contact their legislators to say that TANF needs to be increased. This was a busy week. Uh, despite uh, the impeachment trial starting, Alexander and I, along with a delegation of people from the Catholic Social Ministry Gathering, were able to meet with Senator Braun and then members, staff members from Senator Todd Young's office to discuss um, things that were important to Catholic charities and Catholic Relief Services. We talked to them about the need for immediate COVID relief, um, being more mindful um, to vulnerable populations such as the poor as well as immigrants. Uh, We also talked about international aid and uh, increasing international aid, particularly given some of the dire uh, circumstances of our brothers and sisters in need overseas and not uh, not ignoring that need, even uh, despite the crises we're having in our own country. Um, So that sense of solidarity, that's very integral to our Catholic social teaching. And then the last piece was uh, advocating for a a bipartisan uh, and reasonable immigration reform. And so that's something that we're we're also encouraged our senators to look at. And we would encourage you. um, You don't have to be part of the delegation to contact your U.S. senators about these different items. And our website gives you access to to those um, lawmakers as well. Mm-hmm. And so the last uh, important thing we want to cover is just a little note on the schedule and where things are generally at the state house. So as you've probably seen, the number of new issues we're bringing up now has dwindled a little bit. Uh, we've seen most of the major issues that are playing out. And uh, each of them have come to different points. And so we recognize which bills will most likely die in committee and which ones will continue forward. And we're approaching that place in the session that's called the crossover, uh, which is in about a week and a half, two weeks from now, when we'll have the bills that passed the Senate floor going over to the House side and vice versa. And so that's something to be aware of. Uh, As Angela likes to say, the fun will start again and we will go and and we'll be looking at basically the same bills and doing that advocacy work in that lobbying. We'll be asking for your help as bills are switching chambers. So thank you so much for tuning into the ICANN podcast. Please pray for us as we pray for you. Have a wonderful week. God bless. God bless.